gotta go and see the plug, what's the hell? Won't let it go for the low, what's the hell? What's your favorite radio show, what's the hell? What's your favorite radio show, what's the hell? Okay, listen to that boy on radio, you get the bottom eyes. If I didn't drop night, show apologize. K1, the Sean Beasley on the rise. Thursday, 8 p.m., when it's time to ride. No Spotify, I will never compromise. Get the tune in app, that's the power line. What uh, the ice radio, the bottom line? Tune in, stick to it like an alibi. K1, a good money, that's a dollar sign. Sean Beasley, get a word, then it's finalized. If it's all about a name, what else can I say? Say you find out what's poppin' when you drop it by You gotta go and see the plug, it's the hell When you let it go for the low, what's the hell What's your favorite radio show, what's the hell What's your favorite radio show, what's the hell Yo, it's the Drop Mic Show And yup, it's Thursday And we back in the building <laughs> K1 got her braids done No, what is that, the locks done And they shining right now I hate you. And that face is beat. <laughs> he be throwing so much shade, but I'm going to just let you be great, okay? Because the woman of the hour is with us, and we are yes. so thankful to have you here. You. We have Tiffany. Tiffany you. Williams. Williams. Your business, your full business name, Tiffany Williams, yes. entrepreneur. Yes. Owner of Belargo. Yes. Um, yeah. She does a lot. She's now she help you get your speaker. business right. Right. Right, uh, branding coach, yeah. and all of that. So, thank you again for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Who know a little person like you, power? <laughs> oh my God! Has so much power <laughs> and smarts, and will punch probably punch somebody out. No, I, I'm. No Why you gotta get physical out of it, off the rip? He's so so violent. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, you, you when you walk in, you're like, what, four foot? Four eleven. She's four eleven, oh. y'all. But they didn't get their final inch. <laughs> get their <final> inch. <laughs> I think I have been this height since eighth grade, honestly. What? Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, um, no matter how small you are, you really are mighty. You're yes. big and yeah. mighty, right? Yeah. So um, for everyone who's not aware, um, Tiffany is the owner of Belago Boys. You had a brand that came out in 2003. Um, 2000, 2003 on paper, 2002. Okay. when we okay. started. So when you started in 2002, mm-hmm. do you remember, like, what was you doing? What was you thinking? What made you start that whole clothing design? So the funny story. Oh, I'm sorry, guys, because I'm on live. So funny story. <laughs> um, I met my partner, Salim um, Roberts. I met him at the backstage of a Little Kim concert. Not even a concert. Back then, the radio stations used to do this thing called Behind the Beats, where oh, yeah. artists would play their album, mm-hmm. um, and you can kind of get up and close and personal with the artist. I can't even remember what album Kim came out with that year. Um, but she picked probably about six people to go backstage with her. Her and I ironically had on the same boots. So that's how what? I got picked. So it was myself and my best friend. And he was back there. He's like a huge little Kim yes. Kim fan. Yes. He had a poster Trust board me. with little Kim. And we started talking backstage. We did not know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, my best friend and I used to go to New York almost every weekend. It was mm-hmm. this legendary shoe store in New York called Petit Baton. Okay. And they would have shoes that just wasn't in Philly. So mm-hmm. we had this idea that we wanted to open the shoe boutique in Philly. And when we met him, we were like, oh my God, he's going to be perfect to work in the boutique. Mind you, we haven't discussed, we don't have any capital for this. <laughs> idea. We don't even know where the boutique is going to go. We don't even know where, where we could purchase shoes, but this is this is uh-huh. our thought process. So him and I exchanged numbers, and the next night, 
We called each other. We were on the phone for six and a half hours. Wow. And in six and a half hours, we discussed everything you can think imaginable about fashion. And outside of that, at the end of that conversation, a clothing line was was. We decided to start a clothing line. Mm-hmm. Wow. He doesn't sew. I does. I don't sew. Um, we both love fashion. I've mm-hmm. always loved fashion. Um, he's more creative, though. Mm-hmm. He likes real. Not saying that you know streetwear. Streetwear today <laughs> is real fashion, but back right. then the streetwear whole thing hadn't hit. So when we first started, we were a women's brand. We were making everything from gowns, coats, mm. oh wow, um, swimsuits. That's how eventually down the line he started cherry pie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But Largo, what it is today, is an accident. I like to tell people. Mm. Um, we got uh, when we first started. Um, a lot of people don't even realize that big business who I put on my page today. Mm-hmm. He's been around since the beginning. That's a really close friend of mine. So he was there when we first started the brand mm-hmm. and kind of when we first started Belargo, mm-hmm. it was the three of us. It was another um, shout out to Ebony Duke. She works for uh, My my Philly. Okay. Um, she was around back then. She had like a modeling agency called L Teller and what we were known for is just having beautiful girls popping up at the parties and doing all of these fashion shows. We were not making any money. I will be the first to admit that the clothes were horrible when I look back. <laughs> really? Like our first designs, yeah, they were horrible. <laughs> um, literally, our first week of starting the brand, a friend of his, Anthony Henderson, who still works with Philadelphia Daily News, he does this. Yeah. He had been doing this fashion show every year. He gave us our first opportunity to do a fashion show. I wow. mean, always a person that believes when you get an opportunity, you never turn totally. it down even right. if you're not ready. Because right. you don't Correct. know if you're going to get the opportunity Correct. again. So when he asked us to do a fashion show, we didn't even have it's kind of like a she by Sheree kind of moment. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we literally had two weeks to kind of whip some things up. Celine's close childhood friend sold. Um, she made us like some random pieces. We did this fashion show. Nobody even noticed that the clothes were horrible because the girls were drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> And that went on for probably about two years. And then we became, again, notorious for like doing these past mm. fashion shows. It was more like a party kind of thing I okay. that was going on. And in about 2004 or 5-ish, someone wanted to do a, wanted us to do a fashion show. And Gilly the Kid, who has been a long-time mm-hmm. friend of mine as well, mm-hmm. they wanted us to put Gil in the fashion show. Mm-hmm. We didn't make any men's make clothes. clothes. yeah. The quickest thing we could think of to make was a T-shirt. That's how Belarco Boy started. Wow. We made that t-shirt. Literally just for Gilly to wear for the fashion show. We never planned to go any further with it. We were still in our brand. In our and brand and so after line. that after that um, fashion show, it kind of took off because Gilly yeah, was in it. And Gilly guys- was in it. Then people started asking more about it. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Wasalim is super creative. I am have always been very, very much so business. Right. Um, that was the first article of clothing that I seen that someone was willing to actually pay, pay for, for. Right. Or was wow. interested in. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we decided to. Um, I think like that week we both took about two fifty a piece out of our paychecks, got some shirts printed up. Initially, still there. I mean, people seen Gilly with it on, but it still wasn't an instant thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, I know a lot of people in the city. I have always known a lot of, you know, like the socialites, different mm-hmm. uh, at that influencer time, influencer at the time. That's right. <laughs> what they became to be. So, um, all the guys in the city that I knew that was quote unquote influencers, I was on every corner in the city pulling up on guys like, hey, I have these shirts out of the Can trunk of the car. Out of the trunk wow. of the car. Do me a favor and wear it to the, to the next mm-hmm. party this weekend. Mm-hmm. Back then, there was no social media. 
it was MySpace, and MySpace was just picking up. Yeah. And it was Nightlife Link. If you made it to Nightlife at the party, I do little remember black, that. With the little, black, um, it was black. It, no, it was multicolor. It was like yeah. blue, yellow, and something Green, at, the, yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. You made it on Nightlife Link. That was our equivalent of Instagram back then. Yeah. <laughs> My goal every week was to get the hottest guy in the city on Nightlife in a Balargo Boy shirt. Uh-huh. And I remember having to, like, a lot of guys was like, all right, so if I do you a favor, all right, I don't really want to put I'll put it on. It became those same guys. Like, I, I'll say that went on for maybe about a summer, and then it just hit. And I remember guys that I used to have to beg to come on, to put the shirt on, was, coming out was calling me like, yo, let me buy 10 shirts. Wow. So now every day after work for the next... Mm, 2005. I didn't open my first boutique to 2012, so that tells you. Wow, for that wow. long. Um, after work, every part of the city, sometimes to 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning. So where did, okay, so you guys were hustling, hustling, hustling. Mm-hmm. It kind of happened on an organic mistake matter or yes. what have you. Right. Or just, I feel like I say, the universe, the universe forcing you or, you know, pushing you into it. Mm-hmm. And you, like you said, jump into the opportunity. So you do that for a while, then you get your first spot. But how were you still making the shirts? You were just flipping it, like, whatever amount of money. What was the, what was the hustle? Money, so, I mean, I was flipping it, but not, I, I really, and I tell people even now with my business, um, coaching, mm-hmm. it didn't become a business, a serious business to me until we got the store. Oh. Because with me selling shirts out the trunk of the car, I still had a full-time job. I was making still great money at work. Okay. Um, we don't have a business account. I mean, we, we incorporated the from day one. Mm-hmm. So our paperwork was straight. We just never opened a business bank account. I'm doing a whole bunch of cash business. So in a day, I might ride around the city and sell 150 shirts. The wow. money is in my pocketbook. If I stop selling shirts early at about 8 o'clock and my friends call me to go to happy hour, where do you think the money is going? Don't. To my happy hour. To wow. Or this, that, and the third. So right. the money was not managed properly. Okay. So it was so much money coming in, but because it was coming in and going right back out, I really couldn't keep track right, and grasp of how much money we were making. So close to, I would say, about 2000 Going towards when I opened the store, Salim had took a break from the company. He wanted to do cherry pie. Streetwear was never really the direction that he initially wanted to go in. He was more couture. He was more yeah. couture. And I <laughs> we all the say that. Factor and I forced the brand to, like, honestly, we never even had a conversation. Uh-huh. I just changed the brand. Later on down in line. Okay, we, wow. We've had a powwow or two about, <laughs> about it, but it worked out. Um, so... Up until doing the store, it was just me. Mm-hmm. And um, prior to doing the store, um, another, Salim, like I said, had went on to do cherry pie for a little bit. He took mm-hmm. a break. Um, a friend of mine's, her brother, mm-hmm. at that point in time, came to me and wanted to invest. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great because I wanted to open a store. I didn't, again, I'm making a whole bunch of money, but I'm not managing the money. So mm-hmm. I don't even have capital at this point to open right. a store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he came in, invested, you know, for a while. People really don't understand the clothing game because on the outside looking on the outside looking in, it just looks like I have I'm flooding the city with shirts. So you right. think that we're right. making tons of money. money. Right. Right. Still not managed right, so it's not a lot of liquid cash. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he decided to kind of step away and do real estate. So now um, I'm kind of skipping some steps. I had become put on probation at work because I'm late for work at this point every day. Wow. Okay. So you're slacking on your full time job. All right. My phone is summertime. My phone is ringing for shirts all day. Yeah. Um, at this point in time, I'm making way more money from shirts than I'm making at work. Oh. Okay. So it's like I don't really even care to be here, but I'm here. I have benefits. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, they basically put me on probation. It was like if you call out, if you're late, it's an automatic fire. Right. 
I went home that day and I would talk to my mom and I'm like, I really think I want to quit my job. I want to open a store. Mm -hmm. Everyone thought I was crazy. My mom was like, why would you do something like that? There's extra overhead. Mm -hmm. You don't know if you're going to be able to keep up mm -hmm. with it. And I just felt in my gut that that's what I wanted to do. So that probably was a Thursday or Friday. Monday, I quit. Wow. Um, All right. Before we go on to the next part, let's okay. take a break real quick. We're going to get in and pay our sponsors. It's the Drop Night yeah. Show. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Katie Wonder from The Drop Night Show, and I have my co-host with me, Sean Beasley. And we're about to pay these bills. And first up, we have the New Stand Association of Philadelphia. Yes, they definitely hold us down where they do repeats of all of the podcasts on all of their newsstands throughout the city. Second, we have Samsung Technology. They supply all the equipment that you hear and see us on. So shout out to Samsung. And last but not least, we have Boom Philly. Boom 103.9 to be exact. And they hold us down. Go to their website and check out waterice.com exclusive. Now back to the show. It's the drop. Yo, we are back with an explosive interview with CEO of Ballard Go. We have Tiffany Williams in the building. Yes! Black girl magic all in this yes. bitch. Okay. Black Boss chicks. Boss chick and all that. So, all right. Before the break, you were telling us that, you know, you were on the brink of quitting your job, your yes. daytime job to keep the um, brand afloat. Okay, yes. so. Um, so, at the point... Like I said, I had a investor come in. He went out. Um, it's kind of me on the limb. I've quit my job. And uh, over the years, clearly with Belargo, I've ruined my credit. So my credit is terrible. I find this beautiful spot before Northern Liberties were, was Northern, before the Piazza really was the Piazza. <laughs> and I found this beautiful spot at the Piazza, and I really, really wanted to open this store. And... Um, my parents have always been super supportive. Um, even sometimes if they like financially supportive, let me say. So even sometimes if they didn't believe in in the dream, um, I, I can still. That's like my personal bank. They was so, parents. Yeah. So I had to go home and I, and I had the conversation, you know, with my with my mom and dad. And I'm like, I, I have this spot. I really believe it can work. But I need you to sign for it because I, I don't have the credit to do so. So I had to work on literally my mom for probably two to three days straight. I took her to see the spot so she can Only visually two to three days? I was see my vision? Back. She loves her daughter. She, she does. Like, Whatever you say. So she had not only agreed to sign for the space, but she gave me $10,000 to open my first wow. store. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So my mom is is... is the true reason that the first Belargo Boutique opened. Um, she still really still was... On the fence of, yeah. you know, I think at the time my rent at the Piazza maybe was seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars a month. Okay. So she, like my mom, is very traditional. She she had the same job from sixteen until she retired. Right. Wow. Okay. So 401k, this whole entrepreneur spirit. No one not, in my family is an entrepreneur. It's not normal. Right. So yes, yeah, so she didn't understand. However. Salim really didn't support it, but at, at, back at that time of leading up to opening the store, we had a conversation. We decided to come back to the table. Okay. Literally, he came back in probably a week before the store opened. Um, knocking with our grand opening, the line was around the corner for our complete grand opening, and our first day, we did 7,500 in sales. Wow. wow. That was my moment to say, I told y'all I knew what I was talking wow. about. And I honestly... In the store, we really didn't, in all of the boutiques I had, it was never a day that I didn't have any sales. And there was some days that money were slower than other. Mm -hmm. But um, 
the, the store was kind of the best idea that I could have okay. done. Um, so you made the money back plus more. Yes. Obviously. Okay. Yes, but my mom didn't make me pay her back. Okay. That, like oh, wow. she she gifted me the, the ten. That's didn't awesome. to, yeah, I didn't Look have to pay her back. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you know, our first our first boutique literally was Salim and myself working the store every day, mm-hmm. sun up to sun, like opening and closing. It's just me and him. We really didn't start bringing in staff until probably we were. We opened September the 27th. I don't think we started bringing staff in until maybe February of the following year. Uh-huh. Um, by this time now, we have a smooth machine. As I stated, the store is what forced me to kind of look at it more so for business. So, of course, if I'm opening up a commercial property, I need, number one, a business account. Right. Right. Even though my mom signed as the guarantor on our lease, it still went under the business name. So, okay. it was she just, you know, right. kind of co-signed it. Mm-hmm. So we opened up a business account. Um, that was our first year. 2012 was my first year even filing taxes. And I had been doing financial business in 2005. Got an accountant. He did all of our back taxes. And I was surprised to see that when we did our first. And the only reason I talk numbers is, is not like a brag thing. It, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. that people, you really in business have to have your business straight because you could be cheating, cheating yourself, yourself and missing money. Right. So our first year of 2012, and this is just money we can count. So this is money from... September the 27th, literally to December. Mm-hmm. On paper, in sales, we had made $88,000. Wow. I had no clue that I was making that kind of money because, again, I'm selling shirts out the trunk. I'm shopping. I'm doing all kind of things. I'm not counting the money. So when I was able to see, see the revenue money. that we was bringing in, I said, okay, now it's time to get serious. Right. Oh, so no more happy nah. hours after that? Honestly, it, it was ha- it was it still was a lot of happy hours. It probably got a little more uh, happier after that. So, um, you know, we were in that space for half a year. We outgrew that space very fast. Then we okay. moved across the street from our first store into a bigger space in the Piazza. Um, that was probably 2013, 2014. Piazza started to change. Okay. Now... Um, if anybody's familiar with the Piazza, originally Soul Control was there, um, mm-hmm. Darlin's Diner, you had PYT, oh, yeah. Soul Control leaves, PYT. Darlin's is about to close, PYT is closing, it's becoming more food, it's not really shopping. We're kind of off in this corner, so mm-hmm. before I had prime real estate, if you ride down 2nd Street, you see us. Right. Now we're in this walkway. Even though we had a big following and people would come to Belargo, definitely traffic has changed. Right. Um Dynamics of even Salim and my partnership um, changed because, I mean, the, the same more money, more problems is true. So now, you know, money is coming in. We're both really young. I'm, when we first right. met, we started at 20. You're, okay. Okay. So. years old. Wow. Yeah, so. You guys, you didn't get, did you ever go to school? Where no. I mean, I went to, I went to Temple. Um, business was my minor. Psychology was my major. I did not complete. Mm-hmm. I dropped out in second, my second uh, year of Temple. Okay. Okay. So I was just like school. It was traditional to do. My brother has his master's degree. Um, everyone in my family went to college. So when we got out to high school, it just was normal that right. we're paying for you to go to college. But school was but just that's never. The thing, the I'm not the traditional school really person. Go to school. school. Yeah. Like we find a lot of entrepreneurs, yeah. like your Steve Jobs, your you know, Puffies, yeah, they never really. They never Honestly, I always tell people entrepreneurship. I don't care how much school you have. Mm-hmm. It is something that is very. That's. I just feel like traditional. And I'm not telling anyone not to go to school. Always try to further your trade, whatever right. it is that you want to do. But entrepreneurship, it, it's it's a different. 
different animal. It's not something that, that not traditional taught. schooling can teach you. At all. It's really something you learn kind of on the cuffs or another entrepreneur would have to kind of prepare you for. Right. Got you. Okay. So, um, so you, you're, you're making, you know, moves. You're, you got the stores going. What was the, at some point you were in other stores. Like yes. So, build- um, Sneaker Villa, you're in this. When we're in the second store, um, our first, way back before we even got in stores, let me shout, shout out to Maskeen, the original streetwear brand from Philly. Yeah, we, cannot, we have to pay homage. Wow, they have always been great yeah. advisors for me, even when we were first starting out. That was actually my first store in Cheltenham Mall. Okay. They had a store called Camouflage. That was our first placement. Yep. Um, 2000, when we're in the second uh, Piazza location, it was a store on South Street, The Vision. They're still there. He was our first wholesale account. He actually mm-hmm. sent a customer of ours, mm-hmm. delivered his number, and was like, you know, the guy on South Street is interested in, in wholesaling. I wasn't even thinking about wholesaling because we're making, so you know, so money. much money out of the yeah. store. So it was a point in time we began wholesaling to him. Um, and luckily, as a small brand, stores at that time was doing it was other brands and stores but they weren't wholesaling they were doing consignment oh, so okay. pretty much you had to put your money up put your product in the store and hope that the, the money returns exactly. with us we didn't pay for the product up front and the vision at the time he's ordering his orders are anywhere from 200 to 500 shirts a month wow. and it's still not putting a dent into the numbers that we're doing at the what store what did you learn about manufacturing through all this because I'm just like you know that had to have been a, a, a whole um, other yeah. Right there yeah. with all this volume. With all the volume. Um, man, surprisingly, manufacturing, it, it, it wasn't, it's T-shirts at the time. So it's not like we're getting, you know, T-shirts made from scratch. We're buying blinks and you're printing on blinks. Okay. Um, luckily, at the time, my, my printer is damn near exclusive to us. Okay. He's only doing us. He really only has wow. time to do us. And he doesn't care that he only has time to do us because we're flooding him with so much volume. He doesn't care that he's not doing anyone else's right. stuff. Okay. So um, we're in the vision. Things are going good. It's Even with them being on South Street and us only being on 2nd Street, it's still not slowing our momentum. Both stores are able to make mm-hmm. money. What I did learn to master with him is whatever colors he ordered in that month, I will make sure I did completely different colors so we're not in direct competition with Got each it. other. Got it. Um, probably the summer of 2015, we get courted by the owners of Dr. Denim. Okay. They they first they are calling our 800 number for like two weeks trying to get in touch with us. Um, then they actually come, the owners come to our store physically. Wow. And they're like, we would like to have a meeting with you guys. Um, what do you think about leaving this space and coming to our second floor? The mm-hmm. ironic thing is we were looking to get out of that lease. Okay. We wanted out of the space. Mm-hmm. Um, that space... People probably never even knew this, that that space had got. We went, Salim and I, for our first time ever in business, we both went on a vacation. It was uh, Floyd Mayweather weekend in Vegas. Mm-hmm. While we were both away in Vegas, uh, someone broke into the store. So now it's security issues. I, I just really don't like the space. We want to be out of the space. It. Okay, Wasn't right. trusting the space. South Street is legendary to be on. So he gave us an opportunity to be on South Street. So I'm like, okay, let's hear him out. Now, going into it, I'm leery because Mm -hmm. there's always have been this myth or hood tale about the Dr. Denim and Mesquite deal. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm hesitant about okay, doing. Okay, because you're friends with Mesquite. Friends with Mesquite. They've been your mentors. Yes. So they were telling you. No, that. they have not. Now, honestly, I never got it from them. They oh, never, never have spoken never spoke anything about, about the deal. Wow. They've wow. never spoken ill. I have to say that with them. But I have, I mean, growing up in the city, you have always heard different things about right. this deal. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm nervous because not only do they want us to move in the store, they want to talk about coming in on the business. That was so their whole point. they want some part of points and ownership yes. and all that stuff. They wanted to buy into the business. So, mm. we agreed to move into... Um, and there, and here you are, you know, this young black girl from Philly. They are... Where, where is their national... They Jewish are Pakistan. Israelis. Yep. Israelis. Israeli mm-hmm. Businessmen. Yes. <laughs> really, yes. you know, big money behind them. Let's yeah. not play around. Yes. Okay, so you, you were leery, but you do it yeah uh, we don't do the uh, well we move into the space because we're in the process in the talks and how they kind of i'm not going to say i don't want to say finesse but how they romance us is like well while we're figuring out just move into the space so we move into the second floor um simultaneously at this time the vision is their direct Competitor, Dr. Denim and the Vision now com- okay. com- competing. Mm-hmm. So when we decide to move into there, the Vision is, is pissed. He pulls our account. Wow. So that money is off the table. But as soon as he pulls our account, again, shout out to Muskeen. They are the person who introduced me to Villa. Okay. So we have a meeting with Villa. Um, Villa off the... The cusp gives us six store placements. Okay. And again, this wow. is wholesale, no consignment. Right, right. So they're like, okay, we're going to place you in six stores. They do an order for six stores. Um, also, uh, the, the the guys from Mesquite, they then take us to Baltimore, mm-hmm. introduce us to another. It's kind of like a sneaker uh, villa. It's called Shoe City. Okay. Introduce us to them in Baltimore. They give us three stores. Wow. So now I'm second floor of um, Dr. Dr. Denim. Because they're trying to do a partnership, we're rent-free. Mm-hmm. And I'm in nine different wholesale locations, mm-hmm. and we still have a strong customer base. Mm-hmm. Um, second floor of Dr. Denim, if anybody has been in there, is huge. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we go from having to fill our store to now having to fill what would be the equivalent of, if I'm trying to fill like the, uh, uh, not a floral Macy's, but a huge space. So now I honestly still, even though we're making great money, again, with us making a lot of money, we spent a lot of money. Okay. As the money came in, right. I thought it could go out. Wow. So we still don't have a lot of liquid cash. Big business, Greg Parker, who, again, is a friend of mine. I tap him. Number one, he does construction. I need somebody to help us fix up the second floor. Mm-hmm. Two, I have to flood this with, I mean, inventory there is looking like close to a 1,000 pieces a month mm. to even look mm-hmm. halfway full. Mm. So he came in, saved the day. Put, another investor. Put them another investor. Okay, he puts okay. the money up for us to, you know, get the store opening. We have this amazing grand opening party. Where did you get the skills for the deal? Like all this negotiating and stuff. How did that just come to Was you? Or did you I have always been able to get to, to separate people from their money. I'm just <laughs> I'm good at it. Honestly. You're good at the... That's a, that's a skill. That's a skill. That's a real skill. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, I, I've always get good at getting people to see my dream and, and, and believe in my dream enough to where they invest in me. Okay. That's awesome. And then actually being able to prove it. Yes. Right? Because that's yes. the big part. That's the big part. That's the yeah. biggest part. Right. Because it's easy to get the money, but I, now I have to do something with it once I get it from you. Because they want some of it. So you yes. made uh, like a million dollars in sales with all this, right? Yes. All yes. of this. And you've been able to pay back your investor. And I mean, I still have investors that I, okay. I mean, Greg Parker well, is now still in it. One. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah. But you made the millions. And so you're in the new spot. Let's actually take a break. We're going to pay another bill and we'll get into this is starting to feel like the little bit of the downfall. Yeah. All right. So now we go. We had the rise. Now we're going to get into well, All right. When we get back, it's the Drop Night Show. Again, on Water Ice Radio. We'll be right back. What's up, Philly? It's your girl, Mara D, and you are tuned in to the Drop Night Show on Water Ice Radio. It's the Drop Night Show, everybody. I'm your girl, K Wonder, with my co-host, Sean Beasley, and we are going to get back into this really dope interview with Miss Tiffany Williams, who is the owner, CEO, founder, um, entrepreneur extraordinaire of Belargo, the brand, the fashion lifestyle brand. I'm in awe. Right now, yeah. Um, I mean, it seems like it's know, a not lot. Know this it's information, a, it's like wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a lot. And again, you're doing this all off of the muscle. You know, yes. I mean, you're just going. Because mind you, when we started, again, it's pre-social media, um, and no knock at any brands that's out now, mm-hmm. but. Uh, the brands that came out when I was out, it was 10 times harder. Yeah. You don't have an automatic audience. Like, at, at this point today, if you have a good fo- personal following, you can pop up and sell anything. Right. right. You've really had to hustle. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about where we have um, wholesale deals in in a time where now everyone has embraced in, independent brands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm speaking of wholesale deals when we're still in the era of people only wear high fashion. The stores are not, I mean, they might co-sign, yeah. let you do a consignment, but they're really not giving you any money well, up front, front right, right. to have your at product. All, um, so when I look back on, I don't even think when we were in it in the moment, we even realized how what we were doing right. and how we were defining, right. you know, just the clothing game for Philadelphia in general. Okay. Um, but it just, it, everything happened so fast. Mm-hmm. And as much as, like I said, as, as much as the money was coming in, it, were, it was never an issue with Belargo of us not making money. Mm-hmm. Right. The money was always there. Mm-hmm. Now, did we always manage the money right? No. That because, was, okay. again, we're in our 20s. Mm-hmm. T- t- f- uh, fast forward 2016, we're still early 30s. Okay. Right. Um, I haven't. I, I I won't sit here and give a hard knock life story like I came from. Was this. it hard for you all to make the transition with the social media because you were such like a street brand? Was was no, that kind of tra- social media just was a a, a second nature when it just came okay. in? I don't. Okay. I don't even think we really understood how how major of a part social media would even play. Okay. Because it was kind of like something new. We were already the brand was already going. Okay. Right. So. A lot of we already had a following, so it was easy when it, social media hit. The following just followed us to social media. Right. Um, in our own rights, both myself and Salim are, you know, popular people. Right. right. So even outside of Belargo, not to give myself a pat on the back, <laughs> but outside of Belargo, I was I was who I was before Belargo. <laughs> Honestly, if anybody who yes. knows me that grew up with me, right. Belargo just probably heightened it. But I mean, it was never. 
the, a case before that. So, okay. um, we're in the space. What's going on at this point with Dr. Denham? Um, they're talking to us about coming in with the business, and actually, they're talking to us about turning all of their locations into Belargo stores. Um, the offer, I'm not going to say the number because I don't want right. to, I'm not going to divulge the number that they offered us. But the no- number that was on the table, to me, I thought was insulting. I, like, it wasn't a number I was comfortable with, especially for what they were asking for of the company. Okay. Right. And then with me personally, being a woman in business is hard within itself. I, I remember when Salim and I started, it would be times that we would show up to do deals with people and they're talking to him and they're looking at me like, are you going to go get the water? Like, I'm the glorified assistant. And I'm like, okay. Wow. Something. That are- I'm his partner. I'm not his assistant. So with, with Dr. Denham. Has someone ever said that? No, it but it, it, the, it's implied. The, the feel. Yeah, the yeah, feel. I, I've had right. that. I've either run into that or then I've either run into the situations where men want to do they want to approach me, but it's and not that, straight right. business. Not they business, want to do other right. kind of business, mm-hmm. and no, we're going to do like business. Yeah. So being a it's woman, a it, times, that's it's a million times harder. They, right? People being a woman need to hear that from a powerful woman like you because they fall into the trap of giving up that yes. to these people for them, um, for a check, yeah, basically. No. I don't I don't um play where I eat it. <laughs> That's, right. That has to stay separate. So um with them it was very much of that feel and just with the owners of how they were even talking about proceeding, it was more of like a okay, so what do you do for the company? And everything that I said that I do, oh yeah, we can do this and we have people to do this or we have a team to do this and then to take all when I'm listening over. Yeah, like take over and then when I'm listening to the when I'm listening to the build out of what Belargo becomes, it's like Almost me kind of as a worker in my own company, which is I'm never going to stand for. The other thing that was a a, a solid no for me is their plan with Belarga was kind of dump money in, build the company up and sell it. Because in their head, streetwear, urban brands, as they called it before this whole streetwear hit, urban brands have a shelf life. Urban brands don't really go long. Mm. Urban brand will never be polo. Mm. I am one of these people who I I might not be Ralph Lauren, but damn it, I'm a die trying to be him. Why can't I be polo? Right. Why does an urban brand have to have a shelf life? Because if you're going to offer me 10 million about a company, then that means you see that you can make 100. I don't want the 10. I'm going to take the long route and I wait for the 100. And I don't care if it's going to take Facts. me 10 more years to get to the 100 million. I want the 100 million that you're trying to chase to give me the 10 for. Right. I'm not taking a short on my business. Right. Right, right, right. And from a business perspective, I had several business people that tell me that's not smart business. You can't be attached to you. You too emotionally attached and involved, but it's my baby. Yeah. Right. Okay. I can't help but to be emotionally so involved. So what happened with that deal? With So with that deal, honestly, we turned the... Uh, uh, Celine wanted the deal very much so. Mm-hmm. My, my uh, Greg at the time who was in as an investor was willing to go whichever way we wanted to go. All right, I was at a solid no. Okay. So I mean, we're we're partners. We can't one can't do it without the other. Right. right. So it got to the point that we're at a solid no with them. Now they're pissed. So now it's a okay. We need thirty five hundred a month for y'all to continue to be on the second floor. At that point in time, all right, take the 3500 right, I got nine. Right, I, I have nine wholesale accounts. We're still making great on an average day on South Street. We're making probably ten to fifteen thousand a day in the store. So and this is shirts, y'all. Yeah, take the uh, Jesus Christ. take the thirty five hundred a month. That, is what I'm wow. saying. Okay. Um, but then with that became 
turmoil in the company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Salim at that point, and he'll be honest if he's watching, he'll, we've had that conversation. He had resentment of turning down a deal mm-hmm. because he felt like I didn't consider what anybody else wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Which, looking back, a lot of the business decisions I made was just the best in. Ones. The best one, but I didn't really consider it wasn't in a partnership. It's hard having a partner. So I really didn't. I made a lot of decisions for Belargo just off of based off of what I wanted to do. I kind of started moving in Belargo as if I was a solo owner, but I have partners. I have an investor. I have other people that that needs to be involved. So it became friction with that. It became a time with Greg. um, Again, we're personal friends. Yeah. Yeah. But now he has money in the company. Uh So he has his way that he does business. I have my way that I do mine. We're butting heads and you know, it's it's more with me. I will be the first to admit, I'm Tiffany is just a whole nother person at this point. I have friends, and one of my friends is watching. She always used to tell me, I love Tiffany, but I hate Miss Belargo. <laughs> and I couldn't understand what people meant by that. Like, what would you mean, Miss Belargo and the Tiffany is the same thing? Not yeah. even the business. Miss, Bo- it, it became a time that I couldn't see it, but Miss Belargo did become another person. Oh. And she was very much selfish. Money was coming in. I really, I, honestly. So you had two identities. So you yes, but like, I couldn't tell that I did. Didn't I, I did okay. I, so now you can differentiate. You know when you go. Oh, it's okay, okay. So with, with Greg, it became a point that he's like, "Look, I'm not gonna ruin our friendship over no over no money." Okay, right. Take what I gave you. When you get it back, come back to me. I'm off to do finish doing my real estate stuff. Real okay. estate is his first love. Right. So he steps out. Uh, Salim is in his feelings about not taking a deal. So he's he, out. He steps out. Okay. Now it's just me on yeah. this ship alone. Mm-hmm. You know, second floor of Doctor Dental. They come to us and tell, they come to me at this point. Um, at this point, though, now I'm just so, the money's coming in. I'm not even in the store. Like, mm-hmm. I've gotten so blinded by, by the money that I'm not even in my store every day. Okay. Um, my boyfriend at the time lives in New York. I'm probably in New York four to five times a week okay. out of a seven-day week. Mm-hmm. Just calling to make sure y'all putting, you, my nephew, um, and shout out it. to Shahid, uh, who was our, uh, who is um, our head designer. They're basically kind of running, and Jamil, his name is Lee Ross, he's uh, the manager. Y'all dropping the deposits, I can check it in my bank account, everything right. good, what we made today, okay. okay. So they running so it. So fast forward, tell us where it gets. It gets crazy, so the, 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 I hadn't been home, I remember this week, like yesterday, I hadn't been home for probably a week. Um, they keep coming upstairs, asking them out there, and finally they leave a letter. Okay. They tell us that they're closing the whole entire store in 30 days. I have 30 days to vacate. Just your store or their They're closing downstairs. the whole doctor in them, the whole wow. store. 30 days. 30 okay. days to vacate. At the time, um, the old pink elephant is across the street that mm-hmm. had been vacant for quite, quite some time. Honestly, looking back, I should have taken a break there. Mm-hmm. But again, my pride just is in the going. way. Okay. Uh-huh. I can't. Like, how are we going to look? We just got in here. I can't close the store. Sales is kind of slowing down at this point. Salim's off. It's just me. My staff is leaving. It's hard at this point. So right. you get the new location across So, the yes, I, I get the, against everyone's judgment, advice, that, that uh-huh. advice. I go into the new store across the street. Again, my mom comes in and saves the day with that. She loans me some more money to get the store. Um, that rent across the street, now we go from 3500 to that rent is 5500 plus utilities Ooh. a month um, on South Street. They must have um, knew that Dr. Denham people was like, yo, smack her <laughs> South Street head. is hot. Yeah, South Street is, is hot. <laughs> Area. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we move in there, and um, 
you had to do like I had to do a complete build out um even to open the store. It took it cost me close to forty five thousand to even get Jeez. in the store. Um wow. get into the store, get into the store about May. Uh first month is good. Second month is okay. We hit July business like South Street is a ghost town. Mm-hmm. There is no money that's just generating down okay. South Street. So now it's to the point I'm looking around like, okay, and even let me back up before then. Um, I had a very great opportunity in 2016. Virgil Abloh, who's the owner of Off-White, mm-hmm. he has this amazing streetwear program. Wow. Yes. Okay. He taps, mm-hmm. he picks 400 streetwear brands um, across the country to participate to do this program. Mm-hmm. Largo is one of them. Okay. When I do this, it's a four-month program that I do with him. When I do the program with him, it, it just has my brain just flowing. Now I feel like the direction that I want to go into with the brand, somewhere in translation when we started, I always looked at Belargo, listened to the name as being luxury streetwear. Okay. It had somehow became, and to people, I'm not ashamed to say, the customer started looking at it as the trap hood brand. Okay. That's not ever what I intended to be. Not saying I appreciate the hood for holding me down because they made me right. a whole bunch of money. But that's not what, what I wanted for the brand. Okay. So when I took this course with him um, and did, had the opportunity to shadow him, it just gave me, I wanted to kind of hit the reset button on, you know, what I wanted to do with the brand, like the look of the brand. So I decided that Villa is no longer in line uh, with the vision that I see for the brand. So I pulled, before the money gets slow, I pulled the stuff out of Villa. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, phone uh, uh, okay. So I pulled. Does anybody have a charger? Yeah, I think I do. So I pulled the stuff out of Villa. Mm-hmm. So now we're um, not in Villa. Mm-hmm. The money's slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really want to go too much into the personal side of the situation because the person is still kind of facing the situation. Right. But a, a friend of mine that I used to date, um, he runs into some legal trouble. He needs someone to kind of step up and sign for him so to speak to get out of this legal trouble to get bailed out of the legal trouble mm-hmm. me thinking okay I have the financials to back it up I'll, I'll sign for you so I do so now I'm signing for his legal trouble I don't even know how much of this I really want to say because I don't know how much I, I sign for his legal trouble it, it becomes a bigger than he anticipated to be and I than I anticipated to be mm-hmm. and because of me helping a friend out um, I get caught into, like, I get audited by IRS. Um, potentially, they're after me for, like, tax evasion. So now, until we can sort this out, this is like June. They freeze my business accounts. Wow. So they freeze my business account for almost close to... Looking back, would you have helped that friend? No. Okay. Not in that way. Okay. No, okay. No. Not from, not from my business, no. Right. If it was your personal, personal. assets. It personal assets, yes, okay. but not for my business, no. Okay. So they freeze the business account. Um, at, at this point, my expenses for the store is close to thirty-five grand a month. I have payroll, I have rent, I have um, inventory. So now, while my account is froze for sixty days, thirty-five grand is seventy grand. I'm paying it out of my personal savings, out of my money. Um, but there's no money coming in because now, like I told you, South Street becomes a ghost town. So now the money stores up. Even in the midst of this crazy storm, Bad Boy taps us. I get a call. Cousin E um, knows, you know, some people from Bad Boy. Mm-hmm. Diddy's doing a pop-up. He's doing a Bad Boy tour. He's mm-hmm. doing a pop-up tour. He wants a store. They introduce us. He picks my store. Mm-hmm. Bad Boy pop-up is wonderful. Mm-hmm. 
I watched literally in that day them make close to probably like 60 grand in a day in a space that he has spent no overhead. He, he's not tied to be there and he's going city to city. And I look at it and I'm like, this is genius. So I say to my, uh, at this time on a Belargo, it's, it's a low ship. So at this time it's only me, my head designer, Salim, I mean, um, Shahid, Salim has left. Mm -hmm. Greg is gone. Mm -hmm. And, um, my store manager, okay. um, Jamil, they're the only people that stayed when it got rough with me, decided to stay on the ship. Um, I come to them after the, the Bad Boy Tour was on a Friday. And on Monday, I come to them and I'm, I'm like, I'm closing the store. Mm -hmm. I'm going to break this lease. And they're like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. They were like, well, when are you closing? I said, Friday. They're like, wow. this Friday? I'm very impulsive like <laughs> that. She it on them real fast. <laughs> like, we're closing CEO. Friday. Very impulsive. Okay. Was mm -hmm. that a good decision? Best decision I have ever made. Wow. Um, We've always had a website. I've had a website since 2003. Didn't really push it because I didn't really need to. We were making so much money here. I still yeah. did always out-of-state sales, but mm -hmm. I didn't really need to go as hard because mm -hmm. physical retail was my always my bread and butter. Okay. Um, we, on a Sunday, on a Friday, early Friday morning, we got, into, we got down South Street like 6 in the morning because I didn't want the embarrassment of on a car to South Street. Um... I remember we, he, my, my designer is, is, is a genius. He drew something on the wall that was like, um, he drew something on the window. What did it say? Uh, something like never close or something. Okay. And we put brown paper, paper, paper on it and we never even made an announcement. We were close. So wow. people were just coming and like, wait, they not here no more. Wow. That's crazy. That's how we close. So, all wow. right. So, when you close, so I can turn it back. I know people. Still going through the all oh. the 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 storm oh, and the craziness what? and all of that. When you guys, I'm probably closed. gonna have to sit it from here. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So when we close, it, it is still definitely very so much. I mean, the storm hasn't closed. Um, oh. The storm hasn't. Um, so what happens with you? Like your your money is still there, or do you have to take another route? Did you go back to? Are you still putting out product? Did you go back to work? What? what, what no, didn't go back to work. Um, the money, the money at that time is as I as I stated, my money is kind of um, uh, from their personal situation. The money is is, is kind of tied up. Um, honestly, why the money is tied up? And we took the took the um, mm, we closed the store and the store closed. Right. I, I'm a hustler by nature. Mm -hmm. I can't get into my account. Y'all froze my accounts. I'm still gonna get money. Mm -hmm. I did Uber. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say it. It got to. It really got that hard at a point. Um, and then online is still going good though. Okay. Now the store is closed. Once people caught on to the store is closed. Okay, now they're going online. I always again was still getting online from other other places. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of was always in the background having people tapping me of. Let me pick your brain. Let me ask you about business. How did you get started? Can you help me? So then I'm like, all right, how do I address this on a broad platform? Because mm -hmm. I don't even really physically have the energy or the time to mm -hmm. tell you, tell you, and keep telling the same thing. Mm -hmm. Thus, that's how Belarga University is born. Mm -hmm. So um, started Belarga University. Belarga University is uh, workshops, seminars, online tutorials yes. for brands and services. Yes. Okay. Um. I could have easily got out of that if I would have went back to 
parents. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I can, can't even begin to tell my mom, okay, yeah, I right. did a favor for somebody that, oh, cost my, that cost the IRS to shut, down, to right. shut my accounts down. She's going to look at me like I'm crazy. Right. So now I got to just suffer in, in silence. My best friend at the time knew what was going on. Mm. But a, a few of my close friends knew what was going on. But I can't really say what's going on right. because it was something that I really honestly shouldn't have done for the friend. Right. Um, it's something, honestly, at, at the time that I can't even public, uh, couldn't publicly speak about because legally he's still going, he was right. still going through right. things right. that could implicate right. Right. him. Right. Um, legally, it was still implication that could put me even further behind just having the you money. know, money. the money. Right. Thank right. God they only touched right. my money, but it's right. legal implications that went on there that could have gotten me worse. in jail. Right. So right. we don't really want to get into that. So um, that storm finally passes. Mm-hmm. The brand, uh, by this time, uh, of course, with what any kind of business. What year is it by the time it passed now? So you're um, 2017. So it was 2017. Okay. 2017. Two years ago. Yep, 2017. So by this time, because I, I'm on a break, you know, my competition done put full foot on the gas. Mm-hmm. Now, it's other brands is bigger than Malargo. Yeah. Now, social media, you know, it, 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 helping it is helping brands, other brands. Right? So now, where we're the biggest brand here, we're no longer the biggest brand here. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, it, it's, a, it's a fight mm-hmm. back to get our spot. And now, I'm just in a, in a space where... I don't even know the direction I really want to go with the brand. I don't like the direction the brand is going in. Um, Salim and I are not seeing eye to eye. Uh, All of this happens, which is just draining within itself. I'm in a space where this is not really for for once in, for the first time I was saying, how long have we had this? 2017, 15 years. I just don't want to do this. Like, that's the space I'm in. I I need a break from it. I I really need a break to regroup. So what about, so what about some of the, Celebrities that was wearing Belargo. Mm-hmm. Was there a point that that you wanted to reach back out to them to wear your? The crazy again? thing with the celebrities, and nobody will probably ever believe us, but Celine will back us up. We have never had, we've never had public a PR. Mm-hmm. We've wow. never had paid placement. A lot of the celebrities either heard about us from other people and approached us. It has never been a thing of where we had packages and products and we targeted celebrities. Um, Later on in the brand was social media hit and I understood the influencers. We did have two brand ambassadors. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Mr. Ruggs and Dean um, at the time who was with Dream Chasers because I started understanding how this influencer thing Mm -hmm. worked. Mm -hmm. But prior to them... They were coming to you. Yeah, I had the celebrities knocking on our door. The answers were stuff. The street is popping. Everything's popping. Yeah, we didn't have we didn't have to solicit celebrities I like that so let's get into a break real quick we're going to come back and we're definitely going to wrap up this show and get into um, where you're at now where the brand's going Um, and I have so many things that's going on right now yeah we definitely want to get into that because it was it's been a wild journey for you guys yes it is especially for you as an entrepreneur so um, we'll be right back on Drop Night Show on Water Ice Radio What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Kay Wonder from The Drop Night Show, and I have my co-host with me, Sean Beasley. And we're about to pay these bills. And first up, we have the Newsstand Association of Philadelphia. Yes, they definitely hold us down where they do repeats of all of the podcasts on all of their newsstands throughout the city. Second, we have Samsung Technology. They supply all the equipment that you hear and see us on. So shout out to Samsung. And last but not least, we have Boom Philly. 
boom 103.9 to be exact and they hold us down go to their website and check out waterice.com exclusive now back to the show it's the drop Yo, and we back, man. Oh, man. This story is so interesting. <laughs> of course. It's crazy. We got Miss was Tiffany was very, very Williams. inspirational. Very Thank inspirational. You. Very. Yeah. Tiffany Williams, the owner of um, Belagro, the fashion brand. Also, um, Belagro University. Belagro University yes. as well. Yes. gives workshops, seminars, online tutorials for brands who are trying to learn what it takes to be successful. Yeah. So, all right. Now, we've seen that all that happened. You know, the rise, the fall. Now, the rise again. And yes. it's like a phoenix throughout the ashes, I feel. <laughs> Like, um, what, what's, what, what is, what is the plan now? What is the vision for Belagro, and um, wh- how are you executing it so far? Um, so now with Belargo the brand, uh, Greg and I actually just announced today that we are relaunching. He's back yeah, in um, full time as a partner. Media. Yes, awesome. Um, Definitely the the new Belargo people will be. I mean Belargo boy, I couldn't get rid of if I wanted to. It's, <laughs> uh, trust me, I have wanted to because it's it's like our oldest design. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like my polo horse of the collection. Mm-hmm. But the new Belargo, it looks nothing like the like current Belargo. It, it's more lifestyle streetwear, more luxury, okay. higher end looking streetwear. Um, I, I mean, I'm Who still going to appeal. Who brands that you could compare it to, like, back in the day? Like, did you have any inspirational brands that you were like, oh, would take... Um, Not you know. from back in the day, maybe. Like um, or, or, I mean, my biggest inspiration is still Virgil. I love all... Vir- anybody who knows me knows I love Virgil. I, I just think the way it is, mind thinks. He's honestly just changed the game prior to him who have ever thought that... Him, I love, and Supreme is another brand that okay. I watch. Okay. Not even so much of their aesthetics, but their marketing, collaborations, yeah, their collaborations. About that. How yes, do you feel about that. I think that's amazing. They've opened a door that was not open prior to them. They looked at street like streetwear was always the stepchild of fashion. Mm-hmm. Right. High end fashion always imitated streetwear, but they would never let streetwear in. There you in. go. Right. Let's get. Let's be honest. Yes. They have always imitated streetwear, but they would never let streetwear through the door. And now you have a brand like Louis Vuitton did a collaboration with Supreme. I don't even think people understand Everybody how big that collaborations is. Collaborations with them. Yes, honestly, yeah. it's really amazing. Like you have even um, down to like uh, I want to say IKEA. They yes. have some stuff with IKEA. I was yeah. like, who does that? Right. It's crazy. But for me, your brand for Philly tri-state area and and surrounding, you were like Fat Farm. Your Thank brand you. to me was like yeah. is like that and. You know, Fat Farm had their like their whole we were their streets, everybody, you know. Then they had their girls section, mm-hmm. then they had this, and then they just branded off. So I feel like that to me was what Barlar Bar- Bar- was like. And I, and I mean the new the new focus is definitely men's has always been my 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 heart and right. my near dear and people always will question that because I'm a female. Um Fun fact, I was a tomboy until probably 11th grade on my dress and boys' clothes. I love men's I I just love the aspect of I love how men shop. Um I like doing men's clothes traditionally better than I like females. Mm -hmm. If I was ever to do, when we decide to do, I'm not going to say if I was ever, because we will do females clothing again. Um, But females have to be, for me, what I would want to do with with female needs to be like ready to wear. Um, I don't really want to do athleisure. And honestly, the way we were doing females before, I'm realistic 
I'm probably my biggest critic. So I would look at the shirts and say, okay, clearly I have to sell the Belargo girl shirt the same price that I have to sell it for a guy because the only difference is it says girl or guy. So I would be cheating the guys if I let the girls go for cheaper. But me as a female, I would be honest. If I was not the owner of Belargo, a Belargo girl shirt is nothing I would ever spend that I would have spent my money on because... I mean, I can get a cute shirt out of Forever. The girl wow, market is so different. Okay. I can get a T-shirt yeah. out of Forever 21 yeah, and yeah. spend crazy money on on jeans, pocketbooks, and that Stop kind of stuff, and still have on a right, right a ten dollars T-shirt. Gotcha, gotcha. That's not where I see females spending their money at. Gotcha. Men, however, I would have guys that would come in at twelve o'clock in my shirt, and five o'clock the same guy is in there for the same exact shirt. He spilled something. They their their way of shopping, the way they dress is just completely different from women. Oh wow! So not from even a financial standpoint of why I want to stick with men's, I'm just fascinated by men's clothing. Okay, yeah. So now the new Belargo, although it is geared towards men, it will definitely have a unisex feel because okay. like a lot of girls now are still wearing Locking. men's streetwear. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of the lane that we're in. I do see us definitely at some point going back to, like I said, adding a, a true females mm-hmm. component back mm-hmm. in it. Um, but where I kind of want to go with the brand Retail for me is is like off the table at this mm-hmm. point. I, I just honestly don't feel like my time is best served stuck in one location. Yeah. I want to be able to travel with the brand. Website is low overhead. It's electronic money. I, I make money in my sleep. I wake up and it sells. Right. And all right. I have to do is shit. That's what you want to do. That's too. what I want to do. It's right. the easiest thing ever. <laughs> I don't have the hassle of worrying about staff. Is somebody calling out today? Did mm-hmm. you come in? Mm-hmm. Is the store clean? Did you fold? I don't have right. any of those worries right. anymore. So I love um, online. I definitely would let's see a pop-up tour for Belargo in the near I future. Um, that's that. something I would like to do. Mm-hmm. I have a dope idea. I don't want to say because I don't want to say my idea, but I got a crazy <laughs> idea for um, for a pop up tour. And then um, on the flip side with Belarco University, so this past year I had the wonderful privilege to meet um, Jamila T. Davis. Mm-hmm. Who has become, yes, who has become like my that's big sis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we immediately just clicked, and she has been like a. I, I sometimes tell her I, I believe like God placed you in my life. She She's become like an angel mm-hmm. um, so, to me. Quick story. Kate Wonder was. Lo- Is it? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Kate Wonder was locked up with Jamila T. Davis. Oh wow. That's how she met her. That's my big sis right there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we um I with her when she created the Pink Panther Club. Okay. And, and she started with the whole documentary with Lauren Hill and, you know, we was in prison doing this. Like, okay. me and her, like, going back and forth. And all. So that's how I heard about your story when she came to do the her, um, her women's empowerment yep. um, brunch and yeah. um, also, you know, sell her books and stuff of that nature. So, yeah, like, Jamila is definitely a go-getter. She's a hustler. She has the energy of like a million unicorns. <laughs> she does. She and, does. You know, she's and she's and she's great at networking. So okay, so Jamila. So yeah, Jamila came in. Um, uh, literally after that one, we went on the road to Cleveland. Um, that was my first time even doing kind of a, a women's empowerment event outside of the city. Like I have been doing several here, the Harvard University stuff. I've been doing helping businesses. Some of people's biggest businesses that I'm not going to get into, but behind the scenes, it's been me. Wow. Um, yes. Wow, so, wow, wow. Um, where we did the one out of the out of the city, and right. then Jamila introduced me recently, probably about a few months ago, um, 
well, not even before she introduced me, introduced me to this person, but recently, um, she, her mind just thinks in a different way. Yeah. So Jamila has the idea of, she's like, I, I really feel like you can teach this in other places besides Florida University. Um, kind of when she met me, she had already heard my backstory. Mm-hmm. She felt like the city had abandoned Belargo. The city kind of, you know, turned their back at on me they and Jamila. On to the next Jamila is right. one of the, the the people who she's always rooting for the underdog, and yeah. she was like, "I just want to see you get back to your spot." Like, yeah. I felt like you. The, I felt like um, you know you were the originator of it, and I felt like, you know when you had your fall, I feel like people didn't support you. I want to see you get back. So how can I help you? Um, and for her being so genuine of someone, I've never. Philly is rough, number one. We're standoffish with people. I've never met new people Facts. that really genuinely just wanted to. That? Is that so true? We are. Philly we very standoff. Philly? Philly does That's not. facts. We well, do they support Philly. They did support so me. They supported me so well, long. When, but well, but when the fan, when the fan they, I, I watched a lot of people turn their back on me. Uh, like outside of my real day ones and my core friends, uh-huh. I, I seen, you know, a lot of people. I'm sorry. But I seen a lot of people give up. I seen a lot of people, you know, like, oh, she ain't popping. I, like people that would be beating my door down at right. sometimes. Right. Like I, people got they real funny. want to go where it's popping. popping people That's got right. funny. That's the funny thing about our. Our, our, culture. our culture. Yeah. We just gotta stay where it's hot. You know what I mean? And I, and I get it, but there's so many dope brands that are like, you know, that they don't even know about. And then when they get onto it, then they're the new popping. The, the, right. the, the ironic. Popping, the know? other right. thing that I learned too with. with, late with ship, you the other thing I learned with even the Virgil thing is. I mean, Belargo have hasn't even cracked the surface. Even when I'm saying the money that we made, right. compared to other brands, it's brands that's coming out of LA that's doing a million. Right. I'm talking about a million profit, not sales. Their first wow. year. Until I become an industry name, I still haven't made it to where I want it to be. Okay. And again, no disrespect or shout at anybody else. A lot of you know, a lot of it I've seen of people compare me to other brands, but we're going to keep it all the way a right, hundred. There's no brand that still has done what I've done. I'm gonna keep the Period. Like I didn't want to say it, but Milagro. Oh, Milano. 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 We get up Milano. compared Milano. a lot. Milagro. Look, I just put y'all together. That's a collaboration right there. <laughs> Would you collaborate with her? I mean, I'm open to collaborating okay. in it, with anybody. She's the new you. I would say so. Honestly, no. I'm a I, no, no. I felt like she was the new me at the at, at one point in time, but I honestly feel like who has the city right now is Lavello. That's okay. the I, I, I'm I love never her. been a hater. hater. Yeah, That's the best brand show. in the city right love now. Her. She has a great product. is is well well put together. It's yeah. greatly manufactured. Um, that, that that is who I innovative. feel like. It, yeah, right. it's innovative. Right. It's different. Right. It's, yeah. It doesn't really look like anything else is going on. Right. I feel like that that Very is true. Philly's brand. Um, her and Milano, I would say, would be the top two brands in the city. Right. Um, right. And I used to, you know, on the rise down, I would get so many people. Like, well, how do you feel about Meek with Milano? Or how do you feel about this? And what I was would tell people is, my goal. I'm, I'll be 38 next week. Where? Turn 38 on Friday. And is we invited to the parties? Yeah, I don't even know what I'm doing for my birthday. <laughs> but right now, at, at this age, my goal is not to be the biggest brand in Philadelphia. I've done that. Right. I want to be an industry name. Yes. I want to be Supreme. Right. I want to be Virgil. Yes. I yes. want to be off-white. Yes. I don't want to be the biggest brand in Philly. Yes. Honestly, looking back, I, I don't even want to be... 
I felt like that's what killed the brand. Right. It will be a time that I could walk in Powerhouse and there's 300 people with the same shirt on. I never want that again for my brand. Okay. And again, this is not a shot at anybody else. Okay. But I want more now of a of a higher end brand. I want an exclusive brand. I don't want mm-hmm. you to feel like you spent my money to look like a billboard and look like 300 other people, people in the city. Right, no, right, I, I, right. that's not what I want. And that's right. another thing. Like, okay, so we could go on and on and on. We um, definitely got to wrap it up a little bit here. So tell us more. You got the so yeah. So I have a larger university right. going on. Um, Jamila, where I was getting to. Shout out to Jamila. She introduced me to Misa Hilton. Um, oh. Anybody who's familiar. I'm Misa, yes. Baby mom. Justin's baby mom. mother. Justin's yes. Mother. Um, uh-huh. Misa, another heaven sent. Mm-hmm. Misa has the Misa Hilton Fashion Academy. Mm-hmm. I am now teaching a streetwear course under wow. the Misa Hilton Fashion oh. Academy. Wow. That's fall 2000. Congratulations on that. Yes, and I am also the new communicate the communications coordinator for the Misa Hilton Fashion Academy. Wow. Um, so I have that going on. Um, I'm actually going to be doing some streetwear courses here, and I am actually teaching a course called Flip 101, which is a streetwear course in five schools in Newark, um, Newark School District. Three schools in Brooklyn School District. We're hoping to bring it to Philly School District, thanks to again to Jamila. Um, she just got 29 schools under the Harlem School District. Wow. So, yeah, I'm out here moving on the back end. Yo, look at this. Look at this. And they can see all of this on your website. Um, so, they will be able to see it. Social all media website. and yeah, website. Social media and the website. Yeah. Yes, okay. yes, yes, What's yes. your website? Actually, I have my first class um, in Newark. I'm so nervous. This Tuesday, the fifteenth, okay. is my first streetwear class in the school district. Um, website is Belargo, Belargo.com, Belargo P I A R G E dot com. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, it's in my link in my bio. I'm Miss Belargo on all social media. M S B E L L A R G O. What's Parjay? So honestly, I'll tell people when we first came up with the brand, me and Celine wanted a name that just sound like really exotic, bougie, bougie, and we didn't want you to be able to tell who was behind the brand. We didn't want want you to tell if it was a man or woman, black, mm-hmm. white, Latino, whoever. Mm-hmm. So we wanted something too that we knew if tomorrow we didn't want to do clothes, i.e., he has Belargo Films, a name that can go with any Anything. kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think we mastered that, that when is, picking up. Yeah, that is. So that's pretty. Thank you so much. All right. I need to ask you this before we do go. Is there anything you want to just give our listeners and viewers who are in or thinking about, you know, creating a street brand? Just a, a little jewel of, of, you know, knowledge you want to drop for them real quick. Study the industry. The industry of streetwear has changed. Um, it is a great space to be in, especially for streetwear, because now it is open to the higher fashion market. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Think bigger than just having a t-shirt brand. Um, Streetwear is so much more dynamic and diverse than that now. Make sure you have an accountant. Make sure you have an accountant. (laughs) Make sure you have a business lawyer. Um, Money can come fast, but it can go just as fast. So Uh don't get get blinded by the money coming in. Um, Just because you're seeing money, you're not Bill Gates. Um, So I definitely would say going into it now, have a financial planner, um, have a business plan. Mm -hmm. Like be on top of your business. Mm -hmm. It's never... Unfortunately, as an entrepreneur, it's 90% business. It's 10% creative. If I got to do the creative stuff I would want to do all day, it would be amazing. But majority of my day is doing business. I mean, the majority of it, you really have to do good business. Pay the government. 
Give them their money. Don't try to get around them. Pay the IRS. That's that's a, a big thing. Um, and overall, just believe in yourself. Okay. Yeah. Never give up. Believe in yourself. If it's something that you want to do, I'm one of those people. Again, I was telling somebody earlier, we were having a conversation with, with somebody earlier today, and I was like, I'm 50 cent. I'm going to get rich or die trying. Or Amen. I hope Amen. not to die trying, right. but I'm not I'm Amen. not giving up. That's right. Don't give up. One question. Sure. Why do designers don't share their manager factor? I don't know. I have been uh, honestly coming into the game. If any, like, mo- there's not, there's very few brands that are out now. And they can't say when they came in that they did not sit across from me and ask some questions or wanted to pick pick my brain. Mm-hmm. Some of the biggest mm. brands out now. Wow. I have never been one of those people that like hoarded my information mm-hmm. because mm. my thing is what's for me is always going to be for, be for me. You. So mm-hmm. I can we can have the same manufacturer. Mm-hmm. That's like us going shopping together. We can buy the same shoes. You're not gonna rock them how I rock them. I'm not gonna rock them how you rock them. So right. I don't I never got that. I, that that mm-hmm. is something that's very new age. I had to Her, learn yeah. to become that way though oh. because I used to give out so many jewels and then on the back end mm-hmm. it wasn't reciprocated mm-hmm. or appreciated. So I have been a little more. So now you're selective as to who you give the info to. Who I give the info to or gotcha. I mean now we're in a game of it's pay to play. You want to mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. I offer right. consultation. Right. But um, I mean even with some people with, with brands I'll, I'll tell them I mean that that's to me that's the the equivalence of a person has on a Belargo shirt and you ask them where they got it from and they don't want to tell you. Okay. You hurting the manufacturers, you stopping their money. So why wouldn't I want to put my manufacturer right. onto somebody else? As long as you're not making you can't make the same thing as me because I have yeah, a brand. Stories of like but yeah, they, Bello, for instance, and she she put it out there on, on the show that it, there was a confrontation between Milano and her, her because yep. they actually at one point had the same, same manufacturer, and then it got kind of weird. But she was mm-hmm. like, "That was nothing," you know what I mean? And so on with another girl too. There was yes. another girl with like Blackbird something. It's the name of her brand or something like that. But okay. Yeah. So okay. yeah, a lot of people are really touchy about the manufacturer. I mean, honestly, we even had a scenario. Her manufacturer, her manufacturer is 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 not a secret. She mm-hmm. does a lot of. Originally, her manufacturer is. Kiafa Vicks manufacturer. That's who's original oh, from manufacturer Pink Elephant. from Pink Elephant. Yeah. Um, Blair introduced me to that manufacturer years ago, but okay. at the time we weren't making manufactured items. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the time when we started to, I was kind of dabbling in manufacturing, and I remember one day. On the elevator, we runs into each other. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, the manufacturer gets a little weird, and now she's not taking my calls. And I'm like, That's okay. the same story. Yeah. Because it, it, it came down to either you're going to do my stuff or you're going to do their yeah, stuff. Yeah. I don't get that's, it. It's, that's it's super wild. weird. I mean, and you know, some people that's feel like weird. they got to protect their yeah. their whole fort, and I get it, you know. But at the same time, I still don't get it. Yeah, I don't. Like you said, the volume. How much, you know, if you're making exclusive work and you need a manufacturer for that, okay, then buy that contract out. Here, you're exclusive to me. Yeah. Right. No one else. So no one else can even entertain you. You know what I mean? That's how that really goes. That's exactly. But, um, all right. So listen, thank you so much. Thank you guys for Yo, having me. Yo, this has been awesome. We definitely want to have you back because we definitely want to know more, you know, about the brand and what you've done. Yeah. Since, you know. Um, I have to get Greg in here. He's now, if you think... 
I'm, I'm not Greg like a character. Greg is the big uh, business. Realtor. I mean, the yes. real estate. He's a character. Please, we would love we need to, talk to, to have him yeah. and his wife because they've been doing they thing. Yeah. yeah, his wife has actually has started this millionaire lady, a women's millionaire club. Wow. Okay. With Chrissy Lamphine. That would so be lovely. She has a big thing coming up. We would love to have them through here. Yeah. So. Okay. Again, we want to thank you so much. Thank you. Um, check out the website. Let okay. everybody know the website real quick. Real quick again. Belargo, PRJ.com. Honestly, if you go on Google and just type in Belargo, it comes up. Okay. Um, yeah, surely do. Definitely. Best. And um, you know all all the success in 2019 yeah. and on. Thank all you. Right. Yeah. It was an amazing show. Everybody, we'll be back next Thursday. Yeah. Again with um, who do we have Thursday? Well, you uh, you'll find out. Matter of fact, it's a designer that you know that works with you. I think. Shahid Mo. He makes the. What is his name? I We're gonna be all day trying to figure that out. So we'll be back on the job his, next his, his brother is uh, oh, his brother is the guy, the sneaker guy. I'm sorry. Which <laughs> friend, the sneaker guy that works Munch? with Mikey? Need much brother. Oh, school, Silencia Madrew. Yeah, we have him next week on the okay. show. Okay, yes, that's that's family. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to wrap it up. It's the Drop Night Show on Water Ice Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. And we will see you. Thank you, guys. Yeah.